It's like what? I never remember the word which I invented myself. Ah, oh, Dali invented this PC. 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 Uh, film club. Yes, yes. Now, now you. What was the away. name? But what was the name of this PC? The paranoid critical. Yeah, paranoid critical. So if all the drilling starts, it sounds very paranoid critical. <laughs> so it's perfect. Okay. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> um, I I think I've already put. Uh, the uh, metals chair with this chair because yeah it's a horrible chair horrible because chair. it makes all kind of no but it's already sinking <laughs> like sit on a sink and shit <laughs> so I think like you have to speak loud enough also so it, the, the voice is very clear it was clear yesterday yeah it was mm. okay we start yeah we, we can we can yeah, start it's paranoid critical yeah where's this uh, paper you had before this so i immediately started to idea with this when i saw this um I don't know what what your intentions are. So tell me if your intentions are what. You are. No, no, no. You you said that you have like ton, tons of things to to talk about. So. Ah, uh, suddenly. Yeah. Well. Ah. Well, well yeah, I, so I have, I, but I, I'm I was, very improvising. I was reading also the paper, so um, there was all kind of interesting stuff. I was not reading this. Yeah. Yeah. This interesting. No? So where is it? In the this, in the back, I think. In is, the back. There's uh, movies. Yeah, Next yeah. One. Feminism. And where's this man? What man? The question is to Oxala and Oxala. I knew that is. So this this. Uh, you asked me if I have heard, here heard about this Kyrkhenen Oxley Yeah, So it's Roy Anderson's new film. So they start to talk about him like about boyhood. You know, make a talk of the town about it, like like about boyhood. To spoil it. Mm. Spoil exactly by too much talking, because it looks interesting film. Yeah. looks very interesting film. And this Roy Anderson makes this kind of films about life. Mm. Simplistic, simplistic uh, set. So I, I, I'm definitely going to see it. But what I thought about this, what came to my mind was this other, this David Fincher again. The Gone Girl. Yeah, Gone Girl. Mm. Because media makes uh, David Fincher exposed, exposed this media. Yeah. He's the one. Yeah, yeah. So he exposed In the movie. The, yeah, but they threw the movie to the society. Yes, yes, yes. And so how much mean all these movies? It's like boyhood. How much it means? Everybody starts to talk about it. It's the talk of the century. So it means a lot. And 
so this Fincher made this uh, thing about media exposed them and they and now they're doing the same to this Kirkkinen Oxlade to Oliver Sinetti. Mm. I, I never heard of the director. I, He's been doing time, it a long time. Yeah, apparently, he, but I just now I kind of like, okay, so this is some guy. So it's wonderful. How about you? You, no. <laughs> you haven't heard about Roy Anderson. He's done, done movies a lot. He's a Swedish guy. Do you know him? And he himself is quite old. I mean, my age maybe or something. So he... Um, he says himself, I read that he said that he makes uh, more simplistic movies than uh, Kaurismäki. And Kaurismäki has made, dropped off everything extra, just this basic. It says that he was born in 1943. Oh, like my sister. He's going to be 72 this year. Mm. And he made his first film in 1970. Oh. Uh, uh, some love story is yeah. the name. This is by the by the critical, paranoid critical thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's very paranoid. We critical. can we can put a snöra. Now we are in Swedish film, so we say snöra, <laughs> and we make snöra and tie it all around, and then somewhere here, and the door can't open anymore. Mm. It's then opening? The, every time they open that door, that door opens. Ah, really? The TV will fall down. Ah, yeah, yeah, but we can maybe do it on that door. But then that door will also open. Ah. Catalytical Kata, effect. Yeah. But, um... But, yeah, so the point, the whole point is that it's, uh, it's a movie club. It's the PC movie club, and then you just talk about the movies. Like, what do you do in the book circle? Like a book club. You talk uh, about there's a book. leader. There is a leader, and then ah. we, they give a book which every time you read, and they go at home, and then you discuss this. And then everybody has a turn. But of course, who can keep me in control? Every yeah. time there somebody talks, I wait very carefully until he talks, talks, talks. Huh? Very carefully. Mm. And then I get it fit in, and then only the next. And I try to. But it's not fair. It's but, not fair to do it to me. Yeah, maybe maybe the point of this is that now you can talk freely. Now you can say just That's whatever true. you want at any point. It's so, dangerous to say. Okay, well then let's go through like the movies that we saw last time. Like, um... Yeah, but I already started it with this Kyhkönen. Ah, we have to explain the matter with this Kyhkönen Oksala Istu and Olevaisia Mietti. It's, the name of this uh, film is called uh, Pigeon sat on a, on a branch and thought about what's going on. Mm. Yes, very philosophical. Mm. Yeah, and I wanted to be the first to tell you, you see, mm -hmm. that he took this idea from Bruegel painting. Painting. Yeah, he said it. I read the article about his uh, ideas about this film. What kind of paintings of Bruegel? In Bruegel paintings, there are there are those uh, obviously. So now I have to see the Bruegel paintings it's, and check um, them. It's one of the paintings that hang on my grandmother's. Ah, oh, that's Bruegel. That's Bruegel. The Dutch. Yeah. Uh, Spanish. Spanish. Yes. So he has a a pigeon 
sitting on a branch thinking yeah. about stuff. I, I suspect that he don't have special like, uh, painting, which is a pigeon that sits on the... Maybe he has, I don't know, but I thought that in his paintings there are pigeons who sit. <laughs> <laughs> it can be the both ways. But there are usually like hundreds and thousands of people, like this huge yeah. scenario. So, so maybe the... It mm, cannot be funny. just one pigeon, an empty village. Maybe he something. has. I, I can be very silly now saying some stupidest in the world but because I don't know this mm-hmm. but I'm very interested to see the baby yeah if, if, if he said that he got the inspiration from yeah him. maybe he wants to point out that that the importance is in the detail mm. yeah, yeah. Well, when it's only one small detail in this whole painting of this whole thing happening with thousands of figures and he makes the title just this one detail in that painting you start looking for that one kitchen Mm. sitting on a bench in that whole painting so it, it kind of maybe points out the importance of the detail yeah it is genius idea we don't know yet if it's his but maybe it is mm. so do you remember from your grandmother's uh, painting that there was a pigeon there <laughs> no but i'm for sure gonna look, look yeah for it. and you have a book about brutal painting you bought it in an old bookshop in Oulu. this uh, book of full of brutals no, that was uh, he anonymous box. Ah, that was Bosch. Yeah, mm. that was very nice. Uh, I thought that you have the book, but, but that's also nice. But, this is nice. But according to the poster of the of the Swedish movie, it there is not that many people in the movie. Just no. two two people and a dog. Yeah, and he's he's interesting in that way too. I haven't seen this. This um, maybe something else from him, but he makes very carefully the coloring and the background of his mm. of the rooms. He very simplistic with nothing mm. in them and so on. I have seen one picture of that that there was a greenish painted room with only one table and a chair and these two men mm. coming in and that's it. Mm. With nothing. He makes it by purpose simplistic mm. and. That's what happened in that film called Enemy. Mm. Yeah, All was that same film. green and yellow. And I had a feeling that... Ah. No. But like, yeah. I don't agree what you said. Like, um, it was yellow and green. Um, throughout. Throughout the movie. But I think it was very... Yeah, of course it was very taut. Mm-hmm true mm. idea that it's this color but it made it very it puts you into the right atmosphere mm. it, it kind of calibrated for me because it's a very it's not supposed to be realistic yeah and it's, it's not, not mm. about reality it's about mm. emotions and about like it's it's a whole movie set inside this man's mind it's like it's really really wonderful movie to see to to if, if you think about that it's all inside a mind of one person and it's all just the Freudian under psychology the mm. the what is it in English Alita Yunda like subconscious subconscious yeah it's it happens in the subconscious of a person and that's that's so David Lynch and uh, all this like abstract or Louis Bunuel or something. It's, it's it's the same continuum of this kind of filmmaking, which is really so so great, and yeah, that's why I like it so much. It's 
That exactly that's the why I didn't like that. And not because of that, because that's a wonderful idea what you say. But what I didn't like in it was that Villeneuve, he this director, he's made it up. It was made vakinainen. What is vakinainen? Pretentious. Pretentious. Mm. He made it pretentious. It's not come naturally, and his other films too. Mm. But uh, he, you haven't seen this other. It got prizes. The prisoners. Not the first, not the prisoners we talked about. Ah, the previous but the one. Previous one. I don't remember the name of it. But I looked at it because it got the best prize in Cannes or somewhere. It got mm-hmm. a very good. And I thought, that, what's this rubbish? <laughs> I was so angry. And it's it's all about Palestinian Israel, you know. Mm. Yeah. Which is more interesting to me. Rubbish. Mm. Complete rubbish. And I thought I was cheated. The only thing what I liked in that what I liked well well was the bus explosion where all the people blew up. But yeah. <laughs> uh, I didn't. But that, of course, you understand that I didn't like the idea of it when it was done. That's the only thing I remember from the film. Mm. But uh, so in the, films, it, you can say you like something, which is makes a point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But in that in that case, you don't really like the news that he's going to make the Blade Runner yeah, two I, sequel. I read it in your Facebook, and that you were happy, <laughs> and I thought, wow, blah! I'm not going to see that. Ever. Villeneuve can go home and be ashamed. <laughs> um, what can win this Blade Runner we saw in Orion? Yeah. Nothing. Well, yeah, that, that's the thing. Like, I, I, it, it, there's a huge risk that it's going to be bad, and sequels and remakes are not usually not that that's good idea. But I kind of I have this mentality that I can always give a chance. To, yeah. for them to do something with you're it. a kind person like mm. uh, it shouldn't uh, like we shouldn't just let things be yeah like, yeah we mm. cannot touch that mm. at all anymore we we have to have the freedom to try and to to make to to create something out of it and like like um yeah so so and 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 usually usually i'm a very skeptic still and i have i give the freedom that's okay you can you can do whatever you want with it, but this is not going to be good. This is going to be really, really bad. But just Blade Runner 2, it's like I had this little hope of that. It Because I like the true director and I like, well, Harrison Ford is going to be in it. And Ridley Scott is not going to direct it. He's going to have nothing to do with it. And that's the biggest hope for me. Because he, he did the, the Prometheus which was a continuing of the alien wow. alien universe. And that was horrible. Just really Scott is just, oh, yeah, yeah. I hate him nowadays. He just like. But we it, have to give him a chance to. Yeah, yeah. But just yeah. like you hate this director. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I start to but... hate Ridley Scott because it seems like Ridley Scott that he doesn't have like, he, he I, I feel like Ridley Scott is this kind of director nowadays that we start to find out that he's not, after all that great director in the end, he made Gladiator and Blade Runner and all these amazing alien, not, not alien, <laughs> yeah, yeah, alien. He made alien. No, but we call it like amazing movies. But yeah, he, yeah, it's like Bob Dylan. He he left his glory years behind. But that's it. But, but 
But that's what Bob Dylan also said himself. Right? But now I want to go yeah. around. I forget soon what I want to go. <laughs> we shouldn't get to new subjects before the time of the old one. Oh, okay. Mm. So uh, do you really think that it can be a better Blade Runner than the no. Blade Runner? Well, I think maybe... Um, yeah, of course it cannot be better, but maybe, like, does it have to be better? That's what I, I have a opinion about it. Opinion? Yeah. Okay. Tell me when I can. Please. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. It's like, now I come to this, that um, um, yeah, like you said, that it's going to make the, this villain is going to make the new Blade Runner. Yeah. And we have to give him a chance, you see? And we have to, I agree, we have to give him a chance, but the logic, which I follow always, says that he cannot be. Because all his films until now are rubbish. Mm. So, Tökera. Yeah. The Tökera. Tökera mm -hmm. means... Um, mm, Badly done. Mm. Yeah. Not carefully done. Not put enough carefulness into that. And that's professional to be careful. Very careful with every detail, like Fincher is. Mm. So Fincher. Or Lynch or somebody great. Mm. So anyway, so Villeneuve is going to make the Blade Runner. So logic says that it's not going to be good for me. Yeah. For my logic. And that's why that's what I mean that I don't wait for it. But I, of course, I'm praying all nights. I'm praying on my knees that Villeneuve will find the light and make a good film. <laughs> yeah, of course, they, you can always have to give a chance for somebody to make a good movie, like the same with Tarantino and his next Western. I always have little hope for him to give something good, mm. like to, to, to pay his debt. Or like um, to to recover from past mistakes. Yeah. He, yeah. So so now we come back to the point which I'm I'm very dying to talk about mm -hmm. is the coloring in that uh, Villeneuve's enemy. Yeah. And Roy Anderson's coloring in the film. Ah. Not the green coloring and the making the atmosphere there behind. So if Villeneuve thinks that with the coloring he can make a film good and don't care about the other things. He's wrong. That's what's wrong with him. And he got the Gullendal. It's perfect person for it. Yeah, it was a treasure acting. for him to get Gullendal for that. Yeah. And then this... Uh, but it was not made foundationally he should have sat on it five years or something and make it uh, all the details. Mm. He's not doing that. But I, I think I, I don't agree that the foundation wasn't good and that the coloring was the only good thing. I think the coloring was the worst thing. The foundation was the good thing. Like the coloring, if you if you look at it, it's very pretentious, very artificial yellow that is very weird in the movie and like it feels like it's this overlap paint on it and it doesn't really feel 
like it gives the feeling of being subconscious and like artificial which it's kind of is supposed to be in some ways but it's it just for me personally i don't think that it's maybe critically bad but it's like yeah to me it felt the most pretentious the coloring but the foundation itself was very very like that's true it was very it was all everything was in the details of the movie it all was like in how in the character and the the acting and it was a very simple story nothing really happens in it that it they was... went into into those houses and were they were all going into the houses there and houses there and in the corridors and steps and windows yeah, and yeah that but... was the point yeah but that was but the he point. didn't know he's not genius this William. <laughs> but also look uh, the uh, death in venice is all about just walking on the streets of venice and nothing happening mm. which just goes on and on and it's like with this silence and not real narration in it a black rooster yeah so it's like i'm happy that you defend him <laughs> yeah because enemy really was really i really him. liked enemy, enemy but was so look good. at the first one the film you yeah but, the prices it's but, so poor but that's what i that's what yeah. I, I agree that palestine and israel thing is very hard to make a movie about like like the i didn't see the julian snobbles movie whatever it was called what was it? Yeah, I don't remember what it was. He made a movie about the Palestinian Israeli thing. Yeah. And yeah, it it uh it's very hard to it make got a really stupid film about that. bad they reviews go, and Yeah, they go into wrong things into in that those films. Yeah, and the only people who know how to do movies about Israelis is Israelis. Yeah. They are the only ones who mm. know how and to And the Palestinians tell nowadays I've looked few of them. Palestinians, they make the films about their own misery mm -hmm. and the Israelis. They go into wrong things. They go into that misery. Mm -hmm. They are not pa uh, objective. Mm -hmm. They cannot be objective. They're so passionate about the misery. Mm -hmm. So uh, filmmaking, you can't be into it. You have to be objective. Mm -hmm. You have to be in control of it. Yeah. So lately I, I saw a film called Omar. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's called Omar and it got prizes also. And the man who acts in it is wonderful, wonderful. It's a Palestinian man and and it's called Muri in Finnish. Hmm. But a stupid name because it's only the Murit, this wall which they built. Hmm. And the only thing was in the film that the man went over it. <laughs> so... But Omar, its name of the man was Omar, in fact, in it, and it was a love story between two Palestinians, mm. not Israeli Palestinians. But also, they went into that, they uh, fell into the bottomless pit of their own misery. Mm. And why don't they got prizes? They get prizes, like the black got they get prizes in the USA, mm. if yeah. they are bad even. They don't have to be good. What do you mean? The Black Prize of Oscars. Oh yeah, the Black Prize, like 12 years or late. Mm. And, 
it's like boiled and yeah yeah so the palestinians have the same effect it's a syndrome it's mm. called the black syndrome or palestinian syndrome. yeah the palestinian award yeah so this film was not uh, good i gave it only i gave it three stars mm. because the man was a very good actor mm. But the poor man, he didn't have a good director or a good script. It's, 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 and I loved, of course, the view, the Israel the, and the Palestine. It, it's three stars out of five. Yeah. Mm. To enemy, I gave one. <laughs> I had to give it something. <laughs> you wouldn't have given anything if you would have the, the choice. Yeah, I thought it's a waste of a film. <laughs> cruel, no? But yeah, cruel. it's quite cruel. But it's your opinion. Yeah. I I think I've seen lately like like I I looking at my like list of like what movies I have seen, like and what kind of points I give them, like I, I send you the email with the winter movies that yeah, I've yeah. been seeing. Mm. All of them like eight, eight out of ten. Yes, I know. Ten, yeah, nine. I was wondering. <laughs> you were very um, lush, la, no full hand. Yeah, because it's very hard to. Also I'm hate. strict. Yeah, it's hard. It's very hard for me not. The, have the, to be good. But it also feels like I've all the movies that I chose to watch, they were really good. I just saw good movies. I didn't like. The, the only one in that list was the, the detachments from mm. Tony Kane. What was oh, horrible! It was yeah, just it was really hard to think about good things about it afterwards. Mm. But I noticed, like after making the list, mm. I noticed that when you think about movies afterwards, mm. you are very. Now I become to the thing that you are now just saying about the enemy. Because like when you when you watch the movie, you are very battling about the movie team and all the things about the movie, what's happening. And you're like, you're not sure about, oh, okay, this and you have to think about it and everything. But then like a month or a week afterwards, if you write about it and you kind of put your thoughts into it, you are, you kind of notice that you're clearly either positive or negative yeah. about the movie. And, yeah. and, and when I made the list, I was very surprised how much I either strictly strictly thought good things about it it was very hard to think negative things about the movie and then talking about a bad film like like detachment like i started really just thinking about negative things like i like my mind uh, categorized exactly. into either uh. good or bad mm -hmm. and it was really hard for me to keep that neutral uh. and that's something that seems to happen now with with, with movies and no, things i keep neutral I learned to keep neutral. Then I saw another film, <laughs> day before yesterday. I saw another film called Fading Zicolo. Mm, it's the Woody Allen. It's not the Woody Allen film, but he acts in the it. John Turturro film. John Turturro film and the Woody Allen. And Turturro is poor person, poor man. I feel bad for him. <laughs> because he's a wonderful person. <laughs> So sexy and so talented and so everything. And he, he seems to be a friend of Woody Allen because he was so friendly. But he can't make really, he don't have a big thing to say 
anything to say. So I make small uh, films, mm. small films, which don't have any point. I, I haven't found a point, like, why to make the film, his film. I've been watching his film. I don't see the point. But I like him, of course. And uh, this uh, film didn't have a point. Uh, it It's about Woody Allen, of course, he's very Woodish, mm. Woody Allenish. Makes a clever idea and makes this friend of his making it to be uh, earning money with uh, seducing women. Mm. He's a flower maker, in fact. Woody Allen. No. Woody Allen is a busy person running around New York. (laughs) So, two old men making money out of this uh, happiness of women. They make women happy, but but they mix into it uh, Orthodox Jews. Huh. Woody can't go. Well, maybe it was Torturo's idea uh-huh. because he made the script. Torturo made the script himself. Yeah. Himself, not with Woody. Mm. So put an, an Orthodox Jewish co- uh, or this uh, party uh, congregation into. Yeah. Yeah. They even kidnap Woody Allen and take him to the rabbis to be judged. <laughs> and Woody, he loved it, of course, and everything. And the woman, Orthodox Jewish woman, actor there, is Vanessa Paradis, mm. which is uh, Johnny Depp's former wife oh. and the mother of his children. Mm. And she's also kind of, uh, I never seen her being fantastic. Mm. She's just normal, mm. like Turtur. Mm. Allen is a genius, but you know. So I, I thought it's a waste of time that I saw that film. Mm. Yeah, those kind of films. And talented people come. and well done and New York and every mm. Brooklyn. Yeah. And the Jews and things, but waste of time. Yeah, it's, it's like it really feels like I haven't watched those kind of movies lately. Maybe it's because I watch very few movies. But then when I see it, it's like some thing yeah. that I have waited yes. a long time. Mm-hmm. Like I still haven't seen Amor or The Artist and Ida. And so it's like they are waiting to be seen all this. So I have all these great movies to be seen. And then. And we will have the experience of. The blue, white, and red. Mm. Yeah. Together, that I will wait very much. Yeah, it narrows into it. We will see. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, and but uh, after that, you know what I saw? <laughs> what? Mobius. Ah, oh, yeah, the Kim Kiruk new movie. Yeah. And I was wondering, because the subject is so horrible, what you read about it, you know exactly what it's all about. Mm. And that how can somebody make a good film out of that? It's not possible. But of course, Kim Kiduk, I give all the credit mm. beforehand. I can't believe he does a bad thing. Yeah. So I look at it and wondrous wonder, it's marvelous. Mm. Such subject, horrible thing. He's mm-hmm. marvelous and he took the world like he took 
you know, mm-hmm. a person, a director, mm-hmm. took the world in his hands mm-hmm. and moved it very hard forward towards the mm. Mm. That's how I feel about that <laughs> film. Mm. Oh. <laughs> and I saw it like a day, evening before I came here. Mm-hmm. So I have to think about it two weeks. Two weeks is my rule that I let it sink and then I can tell. Even if I now can tell everything about it, but I wait mm. two weeks. But it was the, the film that he made after the depression. Period. Yes, the yes. first film after it. Yeah. Okay. I always remember that depression and the tent mm. where he was living. Yeah, kind of a really house nice. in a house, and you know, if he would go to Robert Mapplethorpe now in in Kiasma. Yeah. To see, it's, uh, we talked about it with Mary, and you, you also want to go and see it. Yeah. The photographer. Oh, yeah. Who looks like Tom of Finland? Ah, mm-hmm. yeah. the flowers. Two hundred fifty photographs, mm. all chiasma. Mm. So, flowers and uh, African naked, uh, American African naked women, mm. and beautiful, beautiful exhibition. So, um, what did I say to do? Say about? Yeah, what did you say? Maybe talk about. About the Kim Kidok Morbius? Sorry. Oh, I got into this map so deeply. <laughs> yes, yes, the Arirang and the Kiasma. The Arirang, Arirang, yeah. Arirang, Arirang. <laughs> so, Arirang, it's the, we went to see that in a film festival of, um, of um, Rakata Anarchy. Yeah. Yeah, Love and Anarchy. Film festival together mm-hmm. and in Orion and I always remember this that in the middle of it one man left the film theater. Ah. That I remember. <laughs> he didn't see anything, anything. And that film is in me always, every day, yeah. every day. It's wonderful film, but it's a crazy thing, but stays with you forever. So in Kiasma, there is no Mopeltorp. Mm-hmm. Exhibition. There's also their own stuff exhibited. Kiasma's mm-hmm. own stuff, and one is a kind of an igloo. This uh, famous igloo, which has another igloo in, inside, a glass igloo. Yeah. The whole room is in one glass igloo, and then inside there is a tent. Mm. A human being is supposed to live, and these are the elements. Uh, of all times, mm. stone and glass, and I don't know what they are. But what I, of course, I remember the Arirang. <laughs> it's kind of a symbol of a human being living in the world. Yeah, it, it was interesting that in the Arirang, in Arirang, he was inside his house, but inside the house, he was in the tent. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah, and he had a cat. Yeah, and it was very cold. And he drank beer. I make coffee. And make coffee and went out to pee. And made with the machines something there in the yard. And every time there was a knock on the door. Yeah, machine something. Knock on the door and nobody was when he got out of the tent and then the door and nobody was there. Yeah. There was a knocking. And then in the end it was himself. 
that was interviewing. Yeah, and I thought always that the end he said he'll die. He dies now. He don't. Now he dies. He went to kill he the. Himself. No, he went to kill the producer or something. Yeah, and I was thinking, oh, so sad that now that's it. Now he don't make any films anymore ever. But it was not. I understood it wrong. But it was very weird that in in that in that documentary he very much opened up about the violence in the movies, that he he hates the people who act villains, and that that like they, they it's very easy for them to to go into it, and it's just they oh everybody All, wants to find everybody wants to act a villain and yeah. evil person, and he hates it, and he's tired of it, and he he's tired of this. Yeah. This violence. Yeah. yeah. But then he, the first movie that he makes is really violent. Yeah. It is so strange that he Which? goes back to it. And now the Mabius? Yeah. No, no, you haven't seen it. Mm. <laughs> it's it's this is what he was coming to. Mm. It's very rare to see from a film director that he goes a long way of his own uh, demons and things mm. and all this and then he comes to it in the end. Yeah. This is it. He tells so important thing. He really you you have to believe me that he took the mm. world and moved it one step. Yeah. We are all in it, in the same world which he moved one step forward. Forward. Yeah, uh, and for Merrill it's the same director who made the 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 spring, summer, fall, winter and spring. You remember mm. that one? Yes. Yeah, it's the same director that we are talking about, uh, King Giruk. Yeah. yeah. He started with all kind, all these uh, beautiful things. He, it was a beautiful film. Mm. But why was it? And so on, he started with such ones. Mm. And he came into this, which is a clear, sharp thing, and he resolved the problem. Mm. It's and, and after I saw it, I... I suddenly realized all the critics, there's not been one critic who has not said it, that it's brilliant, that his best film. <laughs> Everyone sees it clearly. And hmm, so easy to see. Mm, so nobody liked it? Every Liked it? What do you mean? Everybody liked it. Everybody liked it. It's uh, so clear to see that it's, uh, uh. it's his best film mm. and it's very, very good. But mm. it's so horrible a uh, subject that very rarely people can go and see it. Mm. But uh, it's, there's no coffee. <gasps> we have to make more coffee. Maybe we have to make a pause. <laughs> yes. Then, but I, I just want to say yeah. this before, mm. is that with Kim Gidook there is also this pretentiousness line that he also walks, which is very easy, like very because he makes very abstract movies also, mm. like very symbolic and this mm. thing. And he he doesn't always make good movies. Sometimes he really makes yeah. bad movies yeah. that are really like, mm. oh, like, like his own style, mm. you know, kills him. Like it, it mm. just collapses on its own pretentiousness mm. of being, this... trying to be symbolic. Like I remember we watched, um, was it The Mask? Or yeah. Something with yeah. The, about the plastic surgery. Yeah, I have it. Yeah, yeah, it's horrible. I really and it was a really nice quote from this um, from uh, Elitist Pistanet. 
the site reviewing uh, thing, there was this who made reviews about Kim Giduk, and there was a nice quote about him that Kim Giduk is a is an director who is so easy to love, and then in the same time can be so easy to hate. Yeah, disappointing. Yeah, because when he hits hard and good, it's so perfect, and it's so it it just he changes the world. We did like with yes, summer. Yes, which is spring. stupendous. Who, who did did Kubrick change take his hands the world? I yeah. haven't felt <laughs> not that I haven't yeah. even Terence Malik. Did, yeah. I I haven't felt, you know, Mevel. Mm-hmm. I haven't felt anywhere in all movies I ever seen that the director took the world in his hands and moved it one step forward. This did it mm-hmm. the first time. Mm-hmm. But I have clapped first time in my life for mm-hmm. Terence Malik. In a movie. I forgot I'm in a movie and I start to clap. <laughs> <laughs> Was it the uh, red, thin red the, line? No, Tree of Life. Tree of Life. In the movie theater. Yeah, we Just, we saw it and I thought, I forgot I'm in the movie. It was so marvelous. What moment was it in the movie? In the end, of course. When ah. you have done it, when you have... The uh, end credits. Yeah. Ah, and you clapped. Yeah. Ah. Were you the only one? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But you I forgot where I was. Yeah. <laughs> in, in Belgium, England, in Belgium people would start clapping with you. Ah, uh, yeah, but here. No. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> And then another one is Kubrick, which is Hochter, uh, Shine. Yeah. It's Shine, this film, which I look Shining. For. Shining. Yeah, Shining. <laughs> you remember this. Um, Jack Nichols. Uh, yeah, yeah. Baking powder pots of Indians. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, that's him. So that's from Shining. You've been talking about it. Yeah. So, <laughs> we saw them somewhere. Yeah, yeah because I have a, a picture of that ah. baking powder. Oh. Okay. It's very uh, remarkable. So, anyway, I want to tell you something marvelous about Kim Ki Duk's too. Yeah. <laughs> Did you notice that in every film of his, the women were uh, bright, dark green uh, uh, blouses or dress? Mm. That's his color for women. Mm. No, I never, I never saw it. But now when you see Mobius, you will see. Mm. But in that mask film, the horrible one, mm. I immediately noticed that in the woman is wearing a this. Oh, okay. This it's a special color. It's one color. It's always the same color. It's mm. kind of a shawl she's wearing, and I was dying to have that shawl. Mm. <laughs> Maybe I have to do it because I can't forget it. Mm. And it's ten years ago I saw the film. Mm. So that look at it again. This mask. He mm. puts things into it which is his important. So they are remarkable, even if they are not uh, good. I can't say good, not good. Because they are in another way good, like you are telling about enemy. That in, <laughs> in another way good, like Fincher also Gone Girl. It's not a thriller. Mm. It's pulp fiction yeah, for his uh, purposes. It's pulp fiction. So thriller. you can't say it's no good or good. Like it's, mm. it's, uh, that's it. Yeah. Coffee.
coffee. But the, this was a marvelous moment for me yes. to say. I been wanting to get this said a long time, and this about Kim Kiduk. About yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I didn't want to break it. I was just thinking, like, because you can talk forever and ever on. So I was thinking, like, hey, maybe there's a good moment now to. Sometimes you need a third person to say something, like, to make a change. Yeah, sometimes yeah. other people can cut you off too. Yeah. <laughs> cut me off, but you can't cut me off. 